0: Power up detected.
1: This is Incoming Missile, a Microwire online podcast. I'm Seven Warriors and welcome to Incoming Missile. This is your host Cosand Indigo with another in our Target Lock series. Where we place the ridicule on another member of the MechWarrior Online community. This time we're speaking with Cyclone Jack, a MechWarrior Online streamer, a member of Twitch team Pilots United, and a member of the competitive team Dropship 4. In this episode, we get some advice on what goes into being a streamer. He tells us about Pilots United and this exciting initiative. And we also talk about competitive play in this year's World Champs. Be sure to check out cyclone and all the mech pilots united team and we'll leave a link to his channel in the show notes so make sure to click and follow and to check out his content just a quick update that we're currently collating the information we received in the mech register and we'll be drawing the winner of a mech pack shortly so stay tuned and we'll cover off what we found in an upcoming episode uh, it is pretty interesting stuff Uh, and we are very keen to share that with you. It's not too late to get in there and fill that information out. Uh, Remember, you can fill that out up to eight times, and each time you do fill it in, it is another entry into win. And if you haven't already, make sure to check out our previous podcasts, including the discussion that we're having on Balance uh, and the other members of the MechWarrior Online community uh, that we have interviewed. So without further ado, let's chat with Cyclone Jack.
0: Image Enhancement
1: Engaged Alright, we are here with Cyclone Jack. Cyclone, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. How are you today, man?
0: I'm not doing too bad yourself.
1: Yeah, really, really good. Yeah, I've been uh, trying to grind the Solaris games at the moment to qualify for the the rewards. Have you um, got into the arena at all?
0: Uh, you know, I, I played a little bit of Solaris when I first came out and I dabble with it every now and then, but... To be honest, there's so much going on with uh, the rest of the game and, and tournament play and the competitive side that I really don't get a chance to play much Solaris.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that it has a lot of promise, but, it, I mean, yeah, maybe it just hasn't found its place as to where it quite fits in the in the warrior pantheon of um, game modes.
0: Or, I mean, it, a lot of people enjoy it. It's just not really my thing right now. I just I don't have the time for it. I'd rather drop with, uh, with the team or do some quick plays. Uh,
1: it is definitely a... Um, like a different take on the game you know i'm the same i really enjoy uh, the teamwork element of it and then comp plays obviously the ultimate uh, expression of that uh, but yeah it's um yeah it's fun to kind of drop in every now and then
0: absolutely
1: all right so um as i said thanks for um coming along today and uh, we're working to talk to you about you know what brought you to mechwarrior and, and your experience as a streamer uh, you are a content creator and you do uh, stream mechwarrior online can you tell everyone? You know a little bit about yourself and uh, in particular kind
0: of what brought you to MechWarrior. sure um so i started playing MechWarrior back in i believe it was 92. um my uh my cousin and i uh he's a, a bit older he was i believe 30 something at the time and uh, he came home with one of his new computers and looked at me and said um i i got a really cool video game you pilot these giant snobby robots and i'm sitting here not even 10 years old at the time and i look at him and i go Really? Okay. Well, uh, you know, he, he sat there and he showed me and showed me Clan Wolf and Jade Falcon and then later on we started playing the expansion for Clan Ghost Bear and that was that was really what kicked me off. Um the story, the lore, um, everything like that kinda drove me into really seeking more content and this really cool looking game with this enhanced imaging and these giant robots and these lasers and, and all these different weaponry and this this crazy story that I, I I couldn't fathom when I was younger, but it was just so interesting and so cool. And um, I didn't stop there. Uh, It went from the video game to some of the tabletop miniatures to the television show, that horrible, horrible animated television show they did for like a season. Um, And I think I stopped around MechWarrior 3. And i had seen MechWarrior 4 come out. And the problem with MechWarrior 3 is my computer wouldn't run it. I was, uh, I kind of grew up a bit um, hand to mouth, as it were. I, my mother and I, uh, Sam's father, didn't really have the money to keep getting me a new computer. So my older computer at the time couldn't play the game. So I kind of lost track of MechWar at that point. I, I kept reading the books and I was interested in all that other stuff, but I really couldn't play the game anymore. So fast forward to about four years ago, five years ago, maybe. And, um, a friend of mine comes to me and says, "Hey, have you ever heard of Mech Warrior online?" And I look at him and I'm like, "I've heard of Mech Warrior. What's this, you know, online game?" And he goes, "Well, it's it's a free-to-play game, and um, it's all PvP. It's all player versus player, uh, 12v12, all sorts of different giant robots." And I'm like, "I know exactly what Mech Warrior is, but I've never heard of this before." So we load it up and we start playing together. And uh, apparently, a bunch of my other friends had been playing it too, but nobody thought to say anything to me. Cause I was, I was always your first person shooter guy. You know, if it wasn't Halo, it was call of duty or it was battlefield or, or anything else. So, um, I finally get my hands on MechWarrior online and it was just after it came out to open beta, maybe two or three months afterwards, maybe a little more than four years ago. Um, and I started playing and I started to have a blast and they started releasing new mech packs and all of a sudden here come the clans. So that's that's really what got me into it. Just starting to get back into, you know, this this Mac universe and seeing what PGI had done with a game that enthralled me at, at early childhood.
1: And how do you feel about um, you know the job that that PGI have done? Was it um, everything that you'd imagine come to life? I mean, the the aesthetic is, is pretty fantastic. But uh, you know, did it did it capture you straight away uh, when you started playing?
0: Um, it it honestly did. I saw some of the models and some of the old Macs. Um, from like MechWarrior to Mercenaries, and I was just totally enthralled. The customization was there just like it was back in the day. Um, The ability to buy new mechs, and I really commend PGI because you look at the free-to-play model that they've designed, and it's to a point where you don't have to worry about ever spending any real money if you don't want to. You can literally play the events, earn MC, buy your own mech bays, um, or save up for a hero mech here and there, or play the special events, or whatever the case is, and you can literally get all the content that you'd pay real money for for free, just for playing a game that you love playing, so immediately i i I looked at this and discovered all this, and went, you know what i uh i'm good i I love this game I'm in, and that's that's really that was it, you know what I mean like it was just I thought it was fantastic, i mean of course you're looking at other games that are free to play, and um, they've all got bumps in the road, they've all got issues with, you know, the meta and things being overpowered or underpowered, and, you know, every game's gonna have it, but PGI is active, and where they don't always listen to the community, they do something, or they acknowledge the community. So, I mean, really, what more could you ask for?
1: It is a real challenge I guess with a, with a free to play model as well um, and even you know it may be that you want to listen to the community but you do need to consider kind of what resource you have and uh, you know how much money it's going to cost to to make some of those changes um, that they mention um, and yeah it, it, I think PGI have done a pretty fair job given that it is a a free to play model. Uh, when you came to the game, was there a mic or or was there something that grabbed you immediately? Um did you play it as free to play for a long period of time, or did you kind of jump right in and, and start buying the mic bags
0: um i I played it free to play for a little while. I got into it i uh, I earned my first couple mechs and one of the um one of the first mechs that was very iconic to me that that was available in the game was the Raven Raven Three l um I played the battletech tabletop role playing game, and my character was a specialty mercenary pilot that piloted the Raven 3L. So I saw this mech rehashed, remodeled, all pretty, and it's like wonderful glory. And I was immediately, immediately enthralled by it. And uh, I talked to some of the experienced players, and they were like, yeah, man, throw ECM on that bad boy and two ER large lasers and just poke from (laughs) afar. No one's ever going to see you. And that was was my first experience at quote-unquote meta in the game. So that was that was it, man. And then, of course, you know, you look at the atlas. I mean, who doesn't know what an atlas is? Um, so, I mean, those two iconic mechs really drew it in for me.
1: Nice. So the Raven was meter at some point in time, are you telling me?
0: Yeah, man. When uh, Back during the days of Old Forest Colony, um, they had actually had some content creators, some YouTubers, that took Raven 3Ls. And uh, before they were skill trees, they were like little uh tiers of xp that you would unlock yeah and even 3l would sit in the back with two VR large lasers and if you played the game right and if you played the mech right you'd walk out with a thousand damage plus games on that thing
1: well i mean it is uh, you know that is a little bit hard to imagine i guess with uh what, what we see these days but um i mean that is really cool that you've um you know come to the game and, and there's been something there that uh, grabs you straight away and look it's has it never let go i mean the changes that you've seen since then and the introduction of the new mix are they things that um you know, like hail back to your first experiences or, or the first games that you played
0: um every every season every year um i can look or every couple months i can look back and i can say that's another iconic mac that's another really cool mac that's something that i saw you know back in the day like the the, um, the Kodiak, the Timberwolf, two of my favorite of all time mechs. Different things like the Assassin. I mean, all mechs that you can look back on, for me anyway, you know, they come out with over and over again, and it's it's like nostalgia just hitting you right in the feels. You know what I mean? Like, you're just like, wow, this is, this is intense. So, yeah, I just, it's, <laughs> it doesn't let go. It doesn't.
1: And I guess that's one of the powers of a, of a free-to-play game is that it needs to have those hooks. It needs to have those things that, that grab you. And uh, it does seem that a lot of players um, have played the previous versions um, or been involved in the Battletech universe and and they enjoy these things kind of brought to life um, in a different way. Now, you said that you had always played kind of first-person shooter games. How did how did you find MechWarrior mm-hmm. online in that respect? Um, it's a bit slower. It's a bit different. But um, did you enjoy that kind of um, different pace or the, the difference from, say, a Call of Duty?
0: Um, at first, I picked it up and um, it, was, it was very different. Um, it was very, it had a very spongy feel, if you know what I mean. Like, you could just pour damage in a certain mix and It was like the instant gratification wasn't there. But then you saw, you know, what people were looking for, what people were aiming for, and, and the damage numbers, the, the component destructions, the, you know, you could go for the kill right away. And there was ways to, you know, immediately like rip people in half and just move on. But the the ability to pour on damage and affect people's gameplay with how you hit them and when you hit them and where you hit them really reached out for me. It was it was very very unique compared to some of the other first person shooters, even the more realistic ones. Because I mean I still do I still do a lot of first person shooter gameplay. But uh Mech Warrior has since my early days of playing has always been like, you know, this is really kind of cool. You know, looking back on, you know, where I started playing and how I started playing it, you know, in just a campaign setting, it, it rang true.
1: Um, and how do you find MechWarrior as a game to stream? I mean, um, you know, was there a particular reason that you, you know, looked at MechWarrior as a game to stream or just because you loved playing it?
0: So um, streaming MechWarrior is really kind of interesting because you, you fit into one of three kind of categories as a, as a MechWarrior streamer. You're either hyper-competitive and ultra-skilled, um, and that's what people want to see. They want to see what you're running, how you're running it, how you're playing a mech, how you're playing the meta. Or two, they want to see what kind of person you are. They want to see, you know, the, the welcome with open arms, the, the having fun, the group play, the, the, the nice guy, the, the guy that you're going to have fun with, and you're going to chill with. Um, or a combination of the two um a guy that's got some serious skill behind him but he's he's very welcoming he's very warm he's you know free to play with you know his friends and other guys on stream or or his viewers or get the community involved or you know all that kind of stuff and i like to think that i fit kind of in the middle um i'm a third person um i'm a competitive player but um being a part of the community is something that's very very important to me and um i haven't been streaming very long actually um, this is my fourth month wow. that I've been a streamer. Um, I've had amazing growth um, in these four months. I'm up to 550-plus followers, um, and I'm averaging around 20-plus viewers um, on, a, on a good day my usual time slot. And uh, being a part of the community and being welcomed that quickly has been fantastic. I mean, I've got guys that play the game casually that just want to kind of hang out and have fun and, and shoot the shit and ask me questions or, or, or talk about music. And then I've got some of the top tier you know, pro players who are like, hey man, uh, that's a pretty cool build. Have you tried this? Or or how about giving this a go? Or hey, we were doing this, we were playing this. Um, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I, look, I couldn't agree with you more around those um, distinctions. And I talked with another uh, streamer, Fiora Bunny, and she'd said that, well, she'd characterized it by saying that when you stream, um, it, it's almost like a continuum that you can be super good at the game. Or you can be entertaining and you can uh, accommodate or you can make up for a lack of one with uh, a plus of the other. Um, And yeah, as you kind of mentioned, people, a lot of streamers hover in that middle ground where they're either pretty good at the game um, and very entertaining or not as good at the game and they're super entertaining. um, And so people tune in because, you know, ultimately you want to be entertained either by their skill or or just by their personality. Do you think? In, in streaming MechWarrior and um, started to get involved in the community and given your experience of, of the other first person shooters, uh, do you think there's something different about the MechWarrior community? I mean, uh, it's been positive for you thus far. Is that something that you think is
0: unique to MechWarrior? The MechWarrior community is very, very tight knit um, and the community will tell you very quickly whether or not you're a part of it or you're not. If you mess up or if you say the wrong thing or you associate it with the wrong group of people, you're going to tell real quick are going to start shutting your viewership isn't going to be there and people aren't going to want anything to do with you um so yeah absolutely it's it's a huge thing
1: i mean does it does it present a unique challenge for you i mean as a as a streamer you know how do you accommodate that or, or deal with that as it comes up
0: to be honest no um if you're a good person or if you're a good you know not even a good person if you're an average person a, a nice a nice guy or a nice girl and you're friendly and you're, you're decently welcome and have fun with the game and you have fun you know, chatting and, and hanging out with people you're you're good to go
1: and of course you're part of a um, not only part of the mechwarrior community but you're part of a of a small kind of streaming community as well Uh, you guys put together uh, a bit of a total package
0: deal uh, which is pretty cool did you you want to talk a little bit about that sure sure um so there's a new stream team called mechpilots united myself and several other streamers that are involved in the mechwarrior community were a part of another stream team called the Beer Brigade. And um, the Beer Brigade had over 400 members, and the creators of the stream team um, felt that it had grown wildly out of control, and it wasn't exactly what they pictured, and um, they weren't able to fully give it the attention that they believed it warranted, on top of being partnered streamers themselves and having you know, their careers and families and everything else to take care of. So they let it dissolve um starting october 1st now we got word of that and i'm sure that most everybody knows who rj base is a friend of mine for a bit now um and i approached him so I um the bear brigade's gone you're a new member of the bear brigade uh there are other members in the met Quarry community that are member of the members of the bear brigade and i believe that there's going to be a void i think we should do something about it we sat we talked about it and um, apparently Nutty Rat had come to RJ beforehand, um, another wonderful warrior streamer, and said to him that he was looking to do a stream team himself. So we all kind of got together and we realized that in order to form a stream team, you have to have a partnered streamer founded. So we all went to, as you probably may or may not know, Haven Kendrick, voice actor, guy that does all the, the sound packs and mod files for full yeah. and head of the community. Fantastic guy, wonderfully friendly, um, badass pilot, and just, you know, a great content creator. And um, we approached him and said, hey, listen, Haven, this is our idea. This is what we want to do. We we want to put together a stream team for MechWarrior. Um, we're shuffling around names. We're talking to a couple different, you know, streamers and we want to do this. You know, would you front the team for us? And Haven immediately said, yes. Um, and he put in the paperwork immediately. And um, Mech Pilots United was born almost overnight. We all sat down and we talked about um, who were we going to get involved right off the bat and um, you know, get, get a little bit from every walk of life. You know, we talked about the different type of streamers and we wanted every aspect pulled in right away. Um, so we've got you know, wonderful characters and, and wonderful people like um, Moadib, Starwolf, uh, myself, Loken plays, um, some violent blue mech, a you know, fantastic, fantastic player. We went Proton you know, pilot for EMP and said, Hey, listen, you want in? And he gave us a thumbs up and said, absolutely. I'm in, you know, guys like him and unfazed, you know, legends and and robot jocks that could wipe the floor with, you know, however many people out there. And, uh, (laughs) they all, they all signed up and said, yeah, man, we're in, we got this, let's do this. So we've got 13 or 14 founding members and, um, we're sitting down, um, we're writing up some base rules. We've got applications out and, um, The application process is open to anyone who streams mech, whether it be MechWarrior Online or other mech-based games or robot-based games. We want this to encompass um, a a vast community, and we want to be able to help each other out and do what a stream team does, you know, help help each other grow. Um, If we've got questions or if we've got problems, um, we'll be able to come to one another for help, um, whether it be for something simple as, you know, expanding through social media or um, problems with OBS or you know, anything and everything, being able to, to give back to a community that, that we enjoy so much.
1: Look, and is that the main benefit of, being, of having a collective like this is that you can support each other and by supporting each other you can help uh, everyone grow and, and be a presence in the community? That,
0: that's the goal. That's basically the goal.
1: I mean, that's fantastic. I mean, and it's really great, I guess, uh, for the Mequire community to have that there. And I guess almost to have that professionalism uh, in the streamers there. I mean, I I guess that different streamers that are part of the collective will do it for different reasons. You know, some people are probably looking to be professional about it. And some people are, are just looking to be part of the the Mequire community. And I guess um, that helps that you can talk to a range uh, of different streamers that are doing it for different reasons. So, I mean, as part of that collective and, and as a streamer, I mean, what is it for you that you, you want to get out of being a streamer? Is it, is it just about being involved and, and having fun or is it something that you'd like to turn uh, to a, pr- a profession or a quasi-profession?
0: So um, I started streaming, like I mentioned earlier, about a little over three months, just, just coming into four months now. And it was it was something that I kind of juggled with for a little while. Um, I had been watching Twitch for a little bit, well, more than a little bit. A friend of mine turned me on to Insideless, and you know, if you're really interested, there are these casters that actually cast Mech Warrior. So if this is something that you want to watch or you want to check out, they've got some real hardcore pros, they've got some entertainment, and it's Mech Warrior. So when you're not playing, you can just hang out and watch and chill and you know, see what the community's about. And I was like, all right, yeah, why not? And um I met Bainstorm and the Infamous Impaler and RJ and, um, I met the Infamous Impaler back when he was still with NGNG and, uh, you know, I watched the streams and I checked stuff out and, you know, they were giving away free stuff and they were doing this and doing that, and getting involved with everybody. And I was like, this is awesome. So I started out simple. Um, Bainstorm was looking for moderators and, um, He's a variety caster he doesn't just do mech warrior but it was a big part of you know who he was he did a lot of mechs and he was part of the total mech warrior kickoff show on fridays and um his personality his charm that smile that that welcoming <laughs> demeanor immediately drew me in and like i'm in you know whatever you need man so i started moderating and i started getting involved in a lot different communities and you know he showed me Um, a lot of what Twitch was about. You know, he showed me a bunch of his other friends that were streaming and I, I learned about other games and other streamers and, you know, I went out and I watched guys that were playing games that I would never sit down and play. But the shows were so entertaining. They were so much fun and they were so inclusive. You met so many people and I was like, I want that. I want to be able to do that. And at this point, I was already a competitive player. In 2016, my team placed 11th in the Worlds. Um, I was one of the team captains, and I was extremely proud. Back in the day before, actually about two years before that, I was part of a competitive team that was just starting out with uh, certain names that people may or may not recognize, like uh, Third Eye, and uh, Chrisman from 2 2 Black Blackwatch, and um, Matt 3049 from Blackwatch, and Fango Red, and Raging Banana from D5. and. All these guys all these big-name guys and we were like you know what we were putting together a comp team so we played our first season of mrbc and we went under undefeated we wiped the floor with everybody we across. and um that's how we got into it we just started playing competitively because i mean mech warrior was fun but at that point we'd played so much quick play and we had gotten into the faction warfare but it wasn't really our thing and then people talked to us about comp and you know us being Good and all these other teams and you know, this is back when House of Lords was big and EMP and House of Lords and 228 were big household names. They were those guys, you know what I mean? You saw them across on the other team and it was like, well, fuck, you know, what now? Well, we had started playing together and when we saw those other names on the enemy team, it was no longer well fuck, it was we're gonna have a good match. So we thought we can win against these guys, we can we can play games, we can, you know, we can do something. Let's, let's see what comp has for us. So we went there. I figured if I can stream competitively, I don't see a lot of that. Maybe I can, I can show off, you know, something new, something different. And um, I waited. And I, I learned a little bit about streaming. And I, I learned what I could from Bane, And I learned what I could from, you know, Impy and Haven and, and the others. And I got involved in the community. And I, I learned who people were about four months ago. I said it's it's time, it's time to pull the trigger. And um, it's really kind of funny because a lot of the streamers are like, dude, started and we walked into your chat room and you had 15 people watching you. How? And I went, Well, that's the secret. Know people, be friendly with people, you know, support everyone else and they'll support you. It's it's simple, basic, you know, logic. If you're part of the community and you're there to help the community and they see you starting out they're going to help you too so i brought this competitive aspect with a sense of community and i'm streaming
1: i mean that's great advice and i i kind of just want to hone in on that a little bit because really keen i mean to to get your advice on you know anyone listening that might want to stream or is considering it i mean the first thing you've said there is to be part of the community and that's a really really great place to start but, I mean, is there, is there any other advice that you would give uh, people that are potentially starting up? I mean, I, I do want to talk to you about the comp side very quickly, but, um, you know, I'd love to hear, because obviously that's a, p- a great bit of advice is that you, you're there and that you're part of the community. I mean, is there anything else that you think is key to someone that, that would be starting up?
0: Ask questions. Never be afraid to ask questions. No matter how stupid it may sound or how stupid you may feel asking them, ask them anyway. Walk up to any streamer, whether he's partnered or not, and toss him a message, whether it be on Discord or when he's offline on Twitch or her, and ask anything. If you're not sure about how to use OBS, if you're not sure about Streamlabs, if you're not sure about what you want to do with an overlay, um, if you want to go cluttered, if you want to go sterile, if you, want to, um, if you want to keep your stream professional, if you want to be a character streamer, if you want to be you know, an entertainment streamer, anything, ask questions. Take different avenues and don't limit yourself to MacWarrior streamers. Go elsewhere. Talk to guys all over.
1: Well, hey, look, there's a few terms in there that um, it'd be great if you could unpack, speaking of, of asking questions. And the first one um, that you talked about was being partnered. So what does that mean for, for someone that was, um, you know, maybe not as, uh, you know, at that really beginning stage? What does it mean to be partnered and what's the difference between being partnered and not partnered?
0: Okay, so when you start streaming, um, you're very basic. You're uh, just a Twitch streamer. Uh, you don't have anything special. You don't have a subscription button. All you have is a little heart at the top of your screen and um, you can't make money which is basically what it means. Yeah. Um, there's no, there's no way to cheer for you. There's no way to get subscriptions. The only thing you can possibly do is set up a little donate button. That's about it. Basically it means you're fledgling, you're new, you know, you're, you're, you're first fleshing out into the world of streaming. Um, then you can apply for affiliate status. Basically the premise is that you've got an average of three people watching you on the regular and you have over 50 followers. Once you have that, you click a little button and they approve you. Fill out some basic tax identification forms and um, you can start making money through cheers and subscriptions and everything else, right? So that's kind of where most streamers sit. Now, there's a step beyond that. It's called partner status. You get a little cool purple check mark next to your name, And uh, it's usually a ton and ton and ton of work to get there. Um, What that means is that followers don't matter anymore. You have a certain amount of time, a certain amount of concurrent days, and you have to have an average of around 75 viewers plus in your channel all the time that you stream. And um, at that point, when you apply for partnership, you no longer just get an automated approval. Your case gets sent to um, a gentleman in Twitch or a lady in Twitch who will um, look over your profile We'll look over your content. We'll look at your numbers, um, see how you got your numbers, where they're coming from, how they're coming from, and they'll either approve it or deny it. The very basis is, is if you're an affiliate, you get 50% of all the money that comes in, half your subs, um, all your bids and and stuff like that. Half the games that are sold by you, you get 50% off. If you're a partner, you get a bigger percentage. You also have the chance of being sponsored on the front page of Twitch. Um, you get a lot more recognition you carry around a purple check mark usually means a lot more to a lot of people it's that next step up um to some people you know they, they don't care if they get it or not it'd be cool if they did but it's not an ultimate goal some people like myself just want to stream they just want to be part of the community they want to have some fun um a little bit extra pocket change is nice but it's not a big driving goal
1: so basically you go from uh being uh, a non-affiliate to an affiliate um, to a partner and of course you know getting to partnership would mean that you can uh, begin to to earn some income there i mean for someone you know that was starting off i mean is that a journey that you or if someone was to to begin on that journey i mean what what's that pathway going to look like obviously it's going to mean uh, streaming a lot um you know being consistent in the streaming i mean you know do you effectively have to treat it like a full-time job um, if you're going to reach that that partnership level
0: so I got some fantastic advice from an non mech warrior streamer actually, uh, a gentleman by the name of Skullstream, who uh, is a fantastic individual who's bent over backwards to help anybody who's come to him for advice or help. partner streamer himself, who did it within the span of two years, I believe, within two years of starting his stream, he made Parker. It was an amazing time. Um, so he's a bit of a savant when it comes to this stuff. And he, he looked at me and he said, listen, first and foremost, consistency is key. Five days a week, minimum of three hours, decent energy levels, you know, play to your strong suits, have a niche game, or if you're going to go variety, expect, you know, a longer turnaround, it's going to be a little harder. Be very keen, production value is key, Um, and he gave me all this advice, and um, audio quality is very important, Uh, video quality a very, very close second, Um, content also amazingly important, because, I mean, you can only play the same mech and do the same map over and over again how many times people don't want to watch anymore and really getting involved in that interaction is really, really important. So like you're, you're talking from basic growth to growth and in interaction and uh, networking on a whole new level. Um, when you're going for a partner status, you've got people that can manage to do it without barely even trying and, and kudos to them, but some people have real problems, uh, not understanding that You know, there's got to be a dedication, there's got to be consistency, there's got to be a product that people want to consume. Aside from any bit of money, anything that any viewer will ever give you, the most important thing that they do is give you their time. There is no monetary value that you can possibly place on that. You have to respect that, you have to understand that, and you've got to cherish it. I mean, like you're sitting there watching a stream for an hour and that's an hour you could be spending with your family or you could be playing a game or you could be out you know, even at work or watching someone else or, you know, throwing out a movie or watching a TV show or reading a book, but instead they're spending their time watching you being a part of your community. And what some people don't understand is That's paramount.
1: I mean, it's a great point that you make uh, around uh, respecting people's time because we are in a world where there is so much content uh, and so much choice that people can have. I mean, you know, even the Mekwara community, uh, which is relatively small, you know, there are lots of streamers uh, and, you know, people do only have so much time in the day. But, you know, it's such great advice to say that, you know, you need to understand that people are choosing to view you um, and making their choice uh, that you are their content and that you need to respect that
0: absolutely it's uh it's a big thing
1: so it does sound like a lot of work and i i mean i i think a lot of people have this idea of streaming that it is just a fun thing uh, that you come to and you play and you happen to be um, broadcasting so other people can see it Uh, but it is obviously something that if you uh, are going to do it and do it well um, you know that there are some some key things that they they do need to take away Uh, and i guess Probably the MechWarrior community is now lucky, because as you've said, um, there is this collective that you guys have organised uh, and they can come to people like yourself uh, or the other streamers that you've mentioned. I mean, if someone did have those questions, say, of the collective, what would be the best way? Just to tune into you guys' streams? Or was there some other contact method um, that, that works? Discord,
0: that kind of thing? Um, you can contact any one of us on stream or off stream, whether it be on Twitch or our Discord. We've got a Pallets United Discord that's open to the public, uh, member or not, viewer or caster. that can feel free to come in and ask any of us questions. Um, even if you know you don't want to be part of the stream team, if you just want to, you know, hang out and be a, you know, an honorary member or a friend of, of, the, of the team, you're more than welcome. There are people out there that want to be part of their own stream team or that have, you know, their own ideas and goals, of what they want to do with the stream team. And they're going to go a different direction and that's totally fine we're we're not here to compete with anybody we're here to be part of the mech community as a whole
1: yeah that's awesome and and we will certainly put the link to that discord in the show notes so uh if you are listening to this right now then do check out the show notes and uh jump onto that discord link look i will say cyclone one of the the best things about being part of the mechware community is the community you know we can we can all create content and help each other out and um, it is not so much competing uh, as in kind of helping each other and, and tides to make all boats rise or, or mechs rise as the case may be now dude um, I, I did want to talk to you a little bit about comp uh, and you know you've uh, you've you've played comp now for quite a while you've talked a little bit about your experience uh, and Comp is almost like another game mode, effectively. You know, right at the start, we talked about Solaris and and making time for Solaris because uh, it is quite different from from regular gameplay, uh, quick play or or faction play, uh, and Comp is different again. You know, with uh, with how you need to approach the game, or it is almost a completely different game mode. And you've played Comp for quite a while, so how do you feel about the both the current state of Comp uh, in Miquella and Pretty importantly, what, what role do you think that it should play, firstly, as part of the, the free-to-play model, um, and secondly, I guess, as part of the, the Battletech universe? Do you think that there's a place for comp and, and driving MechWarrior towards the the eSport aspect?
0: Absolutely. Um, competitive play is paramount to the success of a lot of games. You look at something as basic as Call of Duty or Halo um, as a basic franchise and not a free-to-play You know model or um you can go somewhere to say fortnite or even PUBG, that also a combination of the two um or some other free-to-play games that that do something similar um you know here's the storm something like that and um the importance it 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 draws crowds and it draws people to the game whether it be from simple exposure or um a basic showcase of the game here are some of the, the top tier Gameplay that you see in the game, and you you look at it, and people are like, "Oh, well, um, you know, comp players all they really do is they throw together these amazing builds, and and the mechs practically play themselves." And some people don't realize, you know, when they actually try to do the same thing, they get on the field with with some of the builds that we play, and they can't do the same things that we do. And they're like, "Wait a minute, there's there's something more to this," and it kind of it fuels this desire. And it's not to say that. Comps the only thing because it's not. You, you're always going to have casual players. You're always going to have guys that are that are into the game for the lore. or even for role playing that want to be part of uh, the, the MechWarrior BattleTech universe, and that's incredibly important. What I think the competitive nature of the game can do for any game, not just uh, MechWarrior, is is really pull it into if played right can can pull it into the limelight and pull it into you know mainstream media. Um, you're seeing things from different colleges in the states where guys have um, made Overwatch teams in different colleges or, or Heroes of the Storm teams or League of Legends teams. And people are going to school on full-ride scholarships because they can play a video game. And, I mean, it's it's been a long time developed and a long time coming, but maybe that can happen with MechWarrior. Maybe we can pull free-to-play game into the limelight.
1: Do you think there's maybe one thing that, that MechWarrior maybe suffers a little bit from at the moment as well? Not enough exposure. I mean, it's it's almost a little bit reticent about promoting itself. And as you say, comp play can be the the flagship um, for a a uh, computer game. It can be th- the most marketable commodity when you can show people playing it at the highest levels and the the um, heights that, that the game can reach. Do you think that? Yeah, as you say, comp um, comp play does highlight a different way that the game can be played, and and um, you know. Different ways that, that top players can make use of of the depth um, and complexity of the game, but that could be something in this in a growing environment where esports are becoming uh, more and more popular. It you know it, it, it's a a way that potentially you know PGI could promote McWarrior to a new population.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm not you know a professional uh, when it comes to the standpoint of marketing or. Um, you know in in a video game community it's it's not what i do for a living but if marketed the right way if the right exposure is granted to the game to the community to to everything that, that pgi is doing i'm sure it could do wonderful things for the game it's just a matter of time and planning and then you know time.
1: so that's something i'd like to talk to you about as well a matter of time and a matter of planning do you think that's where it's at i mean uh, with comp and we've just had you know, we're still going through uh, this year's world championships in stock mode, and stock mode came with challenges. Um, and you know, you would have played it, I played it, and uh, it did add a different aspect to the game. But there has been a lot of feedback uh, on it, and um, a lot of people have expressed the opinion that they don't think it added um, to the comp scene. That, that uh, if anything, maybe it, it, it took it away. Where do you think that comp is at, and do you think it's tracking in the right direction? If if we want comp to be you know something that we hold up as as a marketable commodity to say this is why you should come and experience this game, is comp tracking towards that, or you know what would need to change if it isn't tracking towards that?
0: I think the competitive nature of any game um, has the viability to do that. What they did with the stock mode uh, in this year's World Championships, um, they had an idea, and they were hoping certain things to happen. They were hoping to incorporate new people and maybe it worked. Maybe new people were involved in competitive. I've talked to a couple teams, a couple people who would have never dreamt or thought of playing comp before, but looked at this year's world championships and said, you know what, let's give it a go. Let's, let's see what it's about. Let's have some fun. And sure, maybe they didn't get into top 20 or top 10 or top five, but they had fun and they saw a different aspect of the game and it was no longer just quick play. Or faction play, or even Solaris—it was a whole new aspect of the game, and a whole new, you know, multitude of of thinking when it comes to MechWarrior. So, yeah, absolutely, I think it's it's totally something that uh, they can do great things for the game. Um, and I mean, you're you're talking world championships, but people don't realize that there's other things going on with the competitive side of the game. There was uh, a gentleman. Part of the community who um, lost someone to fire uh, safety set. We put on the network community, specifically not me, just we as a whole collective, put on a tournament to help raise money and help the gentleman, you know, get over a huge disaster. And it was all about comp gameplay and top tier players wanting to, you know, give back a little bit to that community to to do something um you've got battle of midway you've got mrbc you've got you know the old run hot or die you've got private tournaments you've got 1v1 tournaments you've got so many aspects of competitive gameplay that the world championships are just one piece of it and pgi is great for supporting all these competitive styles and all these competitive you know outlets so yeah absolutely hundred percent
1: yeah and Battle for midway um like you mentioned is is pretty cool because it's a slightly different format you go with 6v6 um compared to to say other um other comps where it might be 8v8 or, or even 12v12 uh and you've yeah the, some of the ones you've mentioned as well are kind of bespoke tournaments where uh, they they look at kind of different or unique aspects do you think that it's tracking in the right way there is a bit of comp stuff out there uh and you know they tried an idea with the stock mode and uh, there'll be positives and negatives to that. are there other things that you think need to happen with comp Should it keep tracking the way that it is, or are there things that you think that they could add uh, to make it even more attractive?
0: Uh, the stock gameplay was interesting it was a new it was something new it was something different, and some people liked it. some people didn't there are other places that you can go play you know the meta you can play top tier mix, you can play you know tier one builds and you can do all that stuff, obviously not with the same talents or anything else like that, but I mean uh, depending on how this is received, or what PGI thinks from Worlds here, they might change it back. They might not. And I think it might not have been received in the best light by everybody. Uh, do I think it's heading in the right direction? I think so. I think throwing a big wrench in the works and um, you know throwing a new flavor, as it were, at the game was different and interesting, and it it drummed up some new players. Not necessarily the same thing we've seen for the past two or three years.
1: And I will say, I mean, it could be any format, any mix. Um, it doesn't matter to me. I just love seeing those top players play against each other and to see, you know, you could throw them, you know, three Jenners in, uh, in a night year, you know, and see what kind of strategies come up. So, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly enjoy that aspect and I'm, I'm certainly hoping that um, there is more comp play on the horizon. Uh, the more, the better, I think, for the game. Did you have a pick for the champs? You know, we've got our top three now and uh, they're three pretty good teams. Did you uh, have a pick for who might, Take it.
0: I do have an idea. I've got a thought on who's going to win, but uh, I think I am going to keep that one to myself for now.
1: <laughs> keep that to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, I mean, I am yeah, I am really much, very much looking forward to it, and uh, it's great, very very good to see uh, another team there this year as well. So, yeah, I mean, whether um, they'll be underdogs or not, um, we'll we'll certainly be cheering them on. But uh, yeah, just just hoping for for uh, a good uh, set of games in that final. So the last thing that I did want to cover with you, we've talked a little bit about the the state of comp. The state of the game in general, I mean, where you, where you think that Warrior is at. We do have the uh, Mercenaries uh, on the horizon uh, and that that should be uh, released in the next year or so. I mean, uh, where do you think that Warrior is as a game at the moment and the direction that we're heading? Do you um, think that we're growing towards something or you know, how do you feel about the state of the game at the moment?
0: State of the game is interesting. We've got uh, a very large stable of mechs. Um, we've got a handful of good maps, we've got a lot of good uh game modes, we've got um room for improvement, we've got room for ordinary gro- room for growth. And like you said, we've got mercenaries on the horizon. Something by the way, I'm very, very excited for because it it immediately rings back to, you know, my childhood, you know, back warrior two mercenaries, and I'm just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, right? With that coming up, I think that's going to do great things for BGI and great things for the game in general because you're going to release um, a game that's going to be predominantly a single player uh, campaign with the capability of playing with a couple of your friends, play through a hopefully very in depth, very long, uh, and interesting storyline. And it doesn't have a multiplayer aspect, which immediately brings us back to MechWarrior Online. Depending on how they set things up or what they're going to do, you've got a multiplayer game that pairs up with a campaign game. campaign game being brand new to the scene, you know, a full release, a $50 or $60 game, depending on what they're going to charge and what they're going to do, is going to bring out people who want to get into the universe. And They're going to realize that, okay, maybe we can't play multiplayer on this, but there's this free-to-play version that allows all this PvP. So you might see a massive influx of new blood of new players at least that's my hope so you've got all the old lore heads that are going to be funneling into this new game who um who have friends that play mech Order online or are going to discover this mech Order online aspect i think it's going to be pretty good for the community and pretty good for the game
1: it's an awesome take yeah i mean to use the um the single player game is a way to, to help promote and bring more people to the Battletech or the MechWarrior community is, is a really good um, way to view it. I I think we saw, you know, a, a quite a boost to numbers with Battletech. Uh, you know, I think those two games complemented each other really well. You know, Battletech is, is I mean, yeah, Battletech is, a, um, you know, like a, a turn-based strategy game, which people love, you know, and, and yeah, it, it certainly brought people um, to MechWarrior because they didn't realise that MechWarrior Online existed.
0: Yeah, and I mean... You're, you're looking at this at this game, and, and just like you were saying, um, you've got a brand new turn-based game. Who brought new players in, um, or rekindled old players? Let's let's be honest. You know, MechWarrior's been out for how long now? And as much as people are going to complain and gripe and have issue with the way that certain things are done, or how mechs are quirked or you know, physics, or maps, or, or mechs, or whatever the case is, right? We're still coming back to play the game. Because we all still love the game. This is amazing. This is so cool. This is, this is MechWarrior.
1: It's just something about big stompy robots, isn't it?
0: Absolutely, man. Absolutely.
1: Right. Now, I'm going to finish up with a couple of quickfire questions. Uh, and as always, we would encourage you to be honest. There's uh, no judgment here. So the first one that I'm going to ask you is your favorite me.
0: Oh, it's got to be a tie. Um, three-way tie. The Hunchback, the Assassin, and the Bushwhacker.
1: Hunchback IS or Hunchback 2C? IS. Nice, nice. Your favourite class, is there something that you, uh, you know, prefer? You know, you like the big, big, big stompy ones or fast movers?
0: I'm an oddball. I love my mediums.
1: Nice, yeah. I'm in the same. I like my mediums. Faction, clan or IS?
0: Ooh, clan all the way. I was Ghost Bear from the very beginning.
1: Oh, filthy cleaner okay that's all right. will off um, <laughs> and your favorite playstyle? you know if someone's going to um, come against you in game what's going to be the best way to uh, engage are you a brawler
0: long range trade um uh, mid-range to brawl uh support brawl or front line brawl that's where I run all the
1: time I <laughs> like the intense action eh absolutely well Psychon it has been fantastic to uh talk to you today and of course uh, we'd encourage all our listeners to uh, get along and check you out jump on the stream uh where can they find you what's the best times uh, and places to catch your content
0: generally two or three o'clock in the afternoon eastern standard um and i usually run three four or five hour stints. um i also put on a show uh, monday nights at around 10 p.m with uh, a gentleman by the name of chris from tactical Shit. um and i'm part of the mech warrior kickoff show on friday which you will find me with the infamous Impaler at two to three o'clock in the afternoon eastern and every other Saturday I do a show with Violin Blue Mac called The Jack and Blue Show
1: Awesome Love it I do tune in Like to see you there and we'd encourage all of our listeners to do that as well Check out Cyclone Check out those other guys and uh, yeah get as much MechWarrior content into you as you can Alright man thanks for joining us today and uh, look forward to catching you around Thank you very much for having me Point three
0: Reporting task complete
1: If you did enjoy this content, then please consider supporting us. You can do this in a multitude of ways, including subscribing to our podcast on your favourite podcast platform and leaving reviews, as well as subscribing to us on YouTube and liking our videos. You can also support us by sending us feedback, either through comments, tweets, or directly through email. Tweet and follow us on Twitter at IncomingP or email us directly at incomingmissilepodcast at gmail.com. You can also support us directly by becoming a patron or sponsor. You can find us on Patreon at Incoming Missile Podcast and choose one of three tiers of support. Patrons not only get mentioned on the podcast and get access to exclusive content, but can even join us as a guest host on the podcast. You can also opt to sponsor an episode through one-off donations, all of which will be used as giveaways for our listeners. So if you had a product, service or content that you'd like us to mention, contact us to discuss sponsoring an episode. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We look forward to hearing from you. We appreciate you listening and we'll catch you next time.
0: Shutdown sequence initiated.